You're listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. Every day your life has so much purpose. We need what you have. The kingdom of God needs what you carry. This world needs your voice. Don't let anyone quiet you or silence you. All right, so today I am here with the one and the only Natalie. Natalie, how are you doing? I am doing so well. It's so good to be here with you guys. If somebody were to say, share a little bit about yourself, what would you tell them? I would tell them first, I'm a wife and a mom. And that is my first priority and first ministry. We live in Colorado, um, from Cincinnati though. So from the Midwest in the spiritual, I'm a pastor's kid and a pastor, um, but in the natural, I'm a creative and I'm kind of quirky and a little awkward. And I think that even being in this space that I'm in now feels clunky sometimes because I'm so highly relational and I can't get to everybody through the screen. So I just really honored that the Lord has entrusted me at 43 years old to still be here in the church. Um, loving the people of God. And just, I sometimes just feel like a defender of the people, you know, I like a gatekeeper of the church. So um, just really honored that he has chosen me for this time. If someone were to say, Natalie, what's your calling on life? How would you try your best to define that? You know, all through my life, I thought it was worship. I was a worship leader forever. That was how the Lord, I think, kind of got me into ministry. I think he knew it was the only way that I would do ministry after being a pastor's kid. And now, you know, I I grew up, and if you've ever grown up in church, people will say things to you all the time. But there was a common theme when evangelists would come through our churches, missionaries, they would say, Natalie, you're going to have an end times ministry. You're going to have an end times ministry. And I always thought it was worship. Like, I'm just going to like lead worship until Jesus comes back. But what I believe is, is that I, my job in the kingdom is to tell people we don't quit. That if Philippians 1, 6 is true, that he who began a good work in us is faithful to complete it to the very end, that that's my role in the kingdom is to stand at the church, you know, porch step and tell people as they're coming in, look, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. Nobody quits. We're going to see this thing all the way until we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, you have a book coming out, Raised to Stay, right? What is it about this book that made you write it? When I was in college, right after my parents had really gotten hurt by the church, I chose to go to a secular university, a public university. And my freshman year, I wrote a book called My Initials Are Not PK. And I remember driving or riding my bike to the printing lab where I had to wait for this whole thing to be printed out. And man, I Taylor Swifted everyone. I told everyone. <laughs> I was naming names. I was like wanting to see an entire denomination go down. I was so angry. And six months later, after stalking the mailroom, I get a rejection letter from Focus on the Family. That's where I had sent it. Mm -hmm. And someone had taken the time to write, your story's not over yet. And I was so mad because I thought, what do you know? Like I got, people need to know how bad ministry is. Like I was so ready to just be mad. And over the last 20 years, I kind of forgot about that. And when we moved to Colorado, my husband and I, we were looking for homes and we didn't realize Focus on the Family, their headquarters is here. We passed that building and I was kind of like a kid seeing Disneyland, like a church kid seeing Focus on the Family, right? 
And I, I heard the Lord say, we'll finish what we started here. And when I started writing these black boxes, a friend of mine who used to be on staff at Focus on the Family called me and said, hey, I have an agent in Denver who I worked with at Focus. Um, and he mm-hmm. wants the material. Would you be interested in making Raise to Stay a Book? And it was kind of like I remembered all of yeah. the dreams I had. And so with COVID, mind you, I write this proposal and I send it up to Denver. And within a week, I had a book deal. And I want to say to everyone that this book is not Natalie trying to be famous. This is not Natalie um, trying to prove anything from when I was a kid. This has everything to do with the Lord, like in Habakkuk saying to write down the vision and make it plain and then to run with it. That's what I feel like I've done with this book is that I wrote down the words that he has given me. And though it has tarried for 23 years, though it has felt like it would die inside of me, the Lord has given it new breath. And it is now in this form of this book that comes out July 4th. For me, the goal is to just steward the message God has given me, not as a revenge message as I had written it in, you know, 25 years ago, but as a message of healing and wholeness. Mm, As a message of healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.